Welcome to the Herald Podcast, New Generation, a podcast created for those who desire a new way of gaining information rather than reading a traditional newspaper. In our show, we will discuss everything from sports, pop culture, politics, and local news. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast service, such as Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, and you can also check us out on our website. And don't worry, we keep it short most of the time. You're now listening to the New Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Janae Avery. And I am your other host, Tanner Mondock. And today joining us in studio, we have a very special guest. We have Mia Clements, who's a sophomore over at Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center. And she is a writing and publishing major there. So Mia, thank you for coming in today. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. So, you know, there's a lot to talk about with you. You know, you're only, <laughs> what, 15, right? Yes, 15. 15, and, but extremely talented. But I consider myself 15 and two quarters. Okay. Because my birthday's in March. Okay. All right. There you go. Yeah, coming up. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I mean, a bulk of what we're going to be talking about here is um, is your poetry. And yeah. I know, you know, at the end of this episode, you know, stick around. You will be reading some of your work to yes. close out the show. But um, but yeah, you've done some really, you know, great things with that recently. Um, yeah. So I guess just most recently we should bring it up is the, uh, the silver medal that you won at the uh, NAACP. What is it? So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. It was really crazy. So, I just got to meet so many incredible people. And when they called my name for me to come up and receive my medal, it just it kind of felt like everything was going in slow motion. And I just, I'm so grateful. And it still doesn't even feel real. And I'm just so excited for all of the opportunities that are going to that are coming and that are continuing to come and I just can't wait to do it again and I mean you're 15 but you're making strides when it comes to poetry so I'm curious when exactly did you find your love for poetry where did your passion start well I've been writing my whole life pretty much my mom is a lawyer so (laughs) she's very big on paperwork and writing and so that was kind of instilled into me from a super young age. And I just, I've always really loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, being a black girl, it's been hard to kind of find my voice and writing has really been an incredible like conduit to kind of like talk about my thoughts and my feelings that I couldn't express. And it's just, it's always, it's always just, been a comfort and it's always been like my way of expressing myself and my thoughts and feelings about the world. So do you have, you know, like maybe a uh, specific theme that you keep coming back to with your work or you kind of, you know, go with whatever, whatever comes to your mind? It's, it's so weird because like I kind of mirror my poetry on what's going on in the world. So if let's say that we're having like a climate crisis then like a lot of my poetry would kind of mirror that and it's not even me picking that out it's kind of like subconsciously my mind will start like flowing with ideas with whatever like I'm seeing I'm hearing I'm thinking and feeling but I I don't know if there's like one specific theme I I always I, I don't keep still 
And so I'm always jumping from idea to idea to idea, which is why I talk so fast, because my brain goes so fast. And when you are, you know, perfecting your work, are there some poets or artists that you study in how they kind of do their cadence or how they do their poetry? Or what, what are some things that you look for? James Baldwin is my biggest inspiration ever. It's a I great one. absolutely <laughs> adore him and all of his works and his poetry. I'm trying to remember the name of my favorite poem. The Giver by James Baldwin has yeah. been... Just, it's been my favorite poem since I was really, really small, and it inspires me in all of my work because, honestly, like, what I want more than anything with my work is I want to kind of affect people, and I want to make people think. And, like, at the end of my life, I want to change the world, and I want to help people because I feel like you can write all you want but if you don't affect anyone if you don't cause anyone to think or if you don't kind of challenge people's minds then does it really matter you know what I mean because we have billions and billions of people in this world and I just I want at least one person to read my work and I want it to cause them to think about something differently hmm. And so if it sounds to you that Mia's a natural on the mic, it's because, you know, this is something that uh, <laughs> that she's done before. So you work for the, the Saturday Light Brigade. I, is that what it's called, right? Saturday Light Brigade, Okay, yes. and so that's a Pittsburgh-based Saturday morning uh, radio program. It is. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you do over there. I really, I love it. They're all the people there are so amazing. I miss them so much. But basically, like, I'll like come up with some sort of inspiration and then I'll write out an episode and then I record it and then I edit it and so I know how you guys are feeling about <laughs> editing this episode and I hope that I'm not making it really hard. Oh no, you're doing great. And then normally it's broadcast and mm. yeah, it's it's really amazing. I love it. It's helped me so much with, you know, finding inspiration and like using my voice and stuff. So I love it there. I miss everyone there. Yeah. And I know what you have an interest in journalism too as well, I right? I do. I am a member of my school's newspaper, The Siren. Okay. Yeah. And my first, this is my first year having a column. It's called uh -huh. The Culture of Controversy. And I'm just awesome. super, super, super excited to write and just to have people hear my voice and hear my side of things so pretty much it talks about like different celebrities it's kind of like an um an overview of their career and how their controversies have affected the current culture hmm. so i wanted to start off strong so my first <laughs> is going to be on kanye west okay. so there is a lot to talk about yes. there and i'm really proud of it i think that it's super exciting and i just i just can't wait for people to read it and enjoy it yeah and I mean, you talk about all these topics that you kind of harp on when it comes to your poetry and also these columns that you're writing. So is there ever a time where you're maybe intimidated to touch on a certain topic? Well, it is scary. I mean, because, you know, the society that we live in, there are a lot of things that people would much rather not talk about, you know, and um, my poem that I read at the national competition that won a silver medal was called, is called Deuteronomy 22, and it talks about, you know, 
sexual assault in church settings, which is an extremely uncomfortable topic for people. And reading my poem, I've had a lot of people come up to me and they'll be like, you know, thank you so much for saying this because everyone thinks it and everyone feels this way, but no one talks about it because, I mean, it's so much, like, no, nobody wants to feel uncomfortable. Like, no one wants to, like, march up and say to me, hey, I want you to write something that's going to make me feel super, super uncomfortable because I don't like being comfortable. Like, no, no one's going to say that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to write things that challenge people's minds because, of course, it was an uncomfortable topic for me to write about. And I feel like... If we can live with being uncomfortable for a little bit, we will be able to broaden our minds to truly like accept survivors and to help support them. Because if we're feeling this much uncomfort, imagine someone who actually went through this, Mm. how hard this must be for them. And we can't even, you know, like not even like a grain of what we're feeling can compare to what they're feeling. Right. And if we want to have empathy, then we have to learn how to not even put ourselves in someone else's shoes, but to kind of get out of thinking about ourselves and think about other people. And that's what I want people to feel and see when they read my work. Hmm. So how like what's your process like when you sit down to like start working on something you know does it take you weeks months or is it kind of like you get an idea and you just like you know it's so weird because i get i get really weird spurts of inspiration so like I, i i call them writing droughts i won't write for like a week or like two weeks and then like i'll have one day and i'm like oh my gosh i have all these things in my head and then i'll just kind of make all these different Google Docs and write down all these different ideas. And then like over the course of, it could be one day, it could be two days, it could be a week, it could be a month. I'll kind of keep writing and just figure out what I'm trying to say. Because I normally when I get inspiration, I don't know what my brain is trying to tell me to write, but I have to discover it. And when I do, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is super cool. And then I get more ideas and then I finally have a finished piece of work. So it's a weird process, but I feel like it kind of reflects me as a person because I am a weird process, but (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And it just, it feels so unique to me. And I, it just makes me feel really good about my writing. I love being inspired. I go out with, I not go out with nature. I go to nature. I like to be outside. I get a lot of inspiration when I'm with people I love and my friends and my family. So, you know, like small things can give me the inspiration to write a giant piece of work. And we typically ask this question to all the artists who sit in your chair, but I know it's a tough one, but if you could pick maybe one piece that you've written so far um, that you particularly like over all of the other ones, is there one that you have a, that's your favorite? That is a super hard question because, like, <laughs> all my writing, they're like my little kids. Like, they're my babies. Right. But uh, I think it would have to be – I wrote um, a poem called Glass. It's uh, – what I feel like poem isn't even – no, poem is not the right word to use. I wrote an essay mm-hmm. called Glass, which talks about um, – a hard experience that I went through in 2021, I'm pretty sure. Um, I was going home from school on my school bus and we unfortunately had an accident. And it's definitely something that has like 
that affects me and has shaped who I am as a person today. Um, we unfortunately had two fatalities, um, the bus driver and a and a girl named Riley Rocker. So it's definitely something that has like changed the trajectory of my life and has changed all of my writing and has changed my personality and who I am. And I'm really proud of it because it it's definitely like a big chunk of me on paper and I just I'm just really proud of the girl who wrote it you know what I mean yeah mm. well, thank you for sharing that oh, yeah I think I think I heard that one right when um in Feral right did you read that one where at which uh I can't remember what it was I just that's what I met you before this you know this I'm meeting here but it was a lot of poetry in Feral I'm trying to remember <laughs> maybe a luncheon because right. I remember you talked about that <gasps> that incident the, um Mercer County NAACP that's what it was yes, yes. it was that was that was that was the okay threat. yes I knew I knew all that sounded familiar okay no, you're yeah. Good. yeah 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 no that I mean when I heard that I mean the way you were able to like you know just really captivate that whole room I mean oh, it was that was incredible so like thank you. when you're actually when you're working on something like do you not even think about the fact that you also are going to have to, you know, read it to, you know, a room full of people? Or do you kind of like not even think about that and that comes later? It's not like the first thing that comes into my mind. It's kind of weird. Like when I look at all my poems, like they all kind of, they all seem like they could be like spoken words. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if that's like the way that I write or I don't know if that's something that like I do subconsciously. but. I I love performing poetry because I just I love taking back my voice and I love like using the words that you know I've written and that kind of echo my history other people's history like the culture and speaking about them to a group of people just it's so amazing and it's unlike anything that I could describe like the feeling of being on stage and reading my poetry is just so I don't even know how to describe it it's it's amazing I love it I love it I love it I love it I can't I can't tell you enough how much I love it but it's not I don't write a poem thinking that this is going to be something that I want to do as a spoken word it kind of just happens I guess right <laughs> So I guess just, uh, you know, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, you are going to, uh, you're going to read us out. Read us out of the show. Yes. You're going to be our, our outro for the episode here. So I guess just before yes. we do that, um, is there anything that, you know, that maybe we didn't touch on this episode that you would like to talk about? I'm just excited to be here. I'm so happy <laughs> I got to be on here. You guys are so amazing. And being 102, 100 episodes is so great and so big. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hurrah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and um, I guess before you start your poem, um, where can people find you at if they want to maybe, you know, see your work or anything that you've been up to? Well... I know you're young, so keep that in mind, guys. She is young. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, um, I'm trying to think. I have, an, I have a personal email, um, <laughs> M-F-E and then C-L-E-M-O-N-S at gmail.com. So if you want to hear my work or if you're interested in where I'll be, email me. Cool. All right. All right. So, yeah, I'll just do our normal outro here, and then, yeah, you'll uh, you'll read us out. So, we are here every Saturday. You can find us at SharonHerald.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, all those other ones, and, of course, the New Generation Sports Report. 
That comes out every Wednesday. That's a show that me and my um, our sports editor, Dan Heiner, we do that. Uh, just talking about, you know, what we covered in the past week or so. And that one, yeah, you can find that every everywhere you find this show. So, Mia, uh, what, what are you going to be reading for us? I'm going to be reading Deuteronomy 22. This is the spoken word that I was awarded a silver medal for. And I'm really excited to share it with you guys. All right. Well, go ahead. Each of you women is an Eve. You are the gate of hell. You are the temptress of the forbidden tree. You are the first deserter of the divine law. A quote from church writer to Trillian. I get on my knees in prayer. I have been raised in this place. These prayers are my own. I know every hymn. I note every sin. I raise my hands in surrender. I sing your praises under my breath. And I pray to be clean, cleansed of my earthly sin. I scrub to get his handprints off of me. And when he touches me, I breathe out slow. And I call to you. Sing every prayer, every hymn I know when I'm on my knees, bruised and bleeding, calling out, out out i burn the sign of the cross on my skin i limp to the altar wishing i deserved for you to save me your chosen one has chosen me picked me up out of the bunch said i had worth i was beautiful you had even told him so and when he kissed me stripped me I took it all prayerfully, and when it hurt, when it bruised, it was my punishment, he told me. It was my sacrifice to the cross when he deflowered me, tore off my petals without even a simple please, and when he put his hand over my mouth, stole my cries, ignored my pleas, I looked up and saw God staring back at me. I realized I was naked, noticed that the creator had lied to me, saying, you are protected, you are safe, but how can I be safe when you've stripped me of the last thing I have left? As a Sunday school girl, I was pliant, believed that Eve was the enemy, but now she calls me like a friend. And as I've grown, as the whole world gropes me, I simply close my eyes like you trained me. And maybe if I repented, dropped another coin in the offering, he'd stop in the eyes of God, hunched over in a pew, calling out, out, out to you. Blessed are the meek, he'd grunt over me. And for the rest of my life, every time I kneel to pray, I feel you, your weight. I see God telling me to be brave. I get on my knees in prayer and beg you to take it all away. The end. All right. <laughs> wow. I, all ju right. I just forgot, but 
I'm also going to be in May Alaquavia's next film called The Ebony Canal, so you can catch me there. All right. I'm so excited for that. I'll be performing a poem. I can't believe I forgot to mention that until the end. I'm so yeah. sorry, May, but oh, no. yeah, I'm I'm super excited. It's been such an honor to work with such an incredible director and his team, and yeah, so catch me there, The Ebony Canal. Super All right. excited. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, well, well, thank you, Mia, for being here <laughs> and, uh, and, and doing that for us. And, uh, and yeah, thank you all for listening. Bye.